Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver and it is time for the tea. We are here at Tea Time with Dr. Tarver, which is a wellness-based podcast. It is not intended to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health provider. We are so excited about our May episodes because we are focusing on my favorite topic, mental health. So it is Mental Health Awareness Month, and you all know I will say that every day is Mental Health Awareness Day, which means every month is Mental Health Awareness Month. But in the month of May, we do particularly focus on mental health and so we are going to be discussing what is interfering with your wellness because we want you to be well. So we are going to be talking about suicide and depression and worth and criticism and this inaccurate information we have received that is affecting us in all these negative ways. We are going to live our truth naked and unashamed and we are going to address the different stigmas that are affecting us. So today we are going to be getting into an outstanding conversation why are you hiding messages we learned in ministry and i have a special guest who i am very excited about so join us on this live put your comments and your questions in that comment section and we will be happy to address things as we move along but i do not want to keep you in suspense any longer i am very excited to present to some and introduce to others reverend amirless west some of you know her uh, but if you don't, let me tell you a little bit about her. Reverend West has worked in the nonprofit arena for many years and has enjoyed the mission of the Salvation Army, Habitat for Humanity, Hope Enterprise Corporation, and now as the Public Relations Coordinator at the Pastoral Institute. She has volunteered as an award-winning PTA president and as ambassador for the Chamber of Commerce. Reverend West also spends time curating meaningful conversations and does impactful conferences and effective collaborations through her own organization, the Rafa Creative Group. And we wanna make sure that you're aware of that group because that's how you're going to learn how you're going to be able to get with us to continue these naked and unashamed conversations. Reverend West is an ordained minister in the Christian Methodist Episcopal Church, where she serves alongside her husband, Reverend Dr. Curtis L. West Jr. And together they serve the beautiful congregation of Hosey Chapel CME Church in Columbus, Georgia, and the thriving North Columbus LaGrange District, the West Georgia region, and rear three unapologetically honest <laughs> children. I just yeah. want y'all to sit with that for a moment. <laughs> Welcome with me, Reverend Amirilis West. Hey, everybody. Hey, girl. Hey. Get in where you fit in. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited. For those of you that don't know, this is the first lady of my church, Jose Chapel CME Church. She also is a person, if you know her, who has invested and poured into you in some way. And so I'm very excited to have her as a guest on the show because we have got work to do. So for anyone that has not had the pleasure of meeting you, you have all of these gifts, um, all of these amazing gifts, but one of the things that you really do focus on earnestly as a part of your ministry is that of healing and helping to people to be well. And so you created on April 1st, this, I don't even know what to call it really, because it, yeah. it, it, it was, it was an experience. That's what yeah. I will call it. I yeah. will call it yeah. an experience um, for women called naked and unashamed. So I want to start there because that, that it was the foundation that laid the seed, if you will, for what 
you're about to plant and we're going to harvest. Uh, so talk to us about what was Naked and Unashamed and how did we get there? Well, hey, everybody. <laughs> um, Naked and Unashamed, we've been, so we've all um, experienced this, this COVID um, pandemic. And during the pandemic, a lot of things happened to us. Um, we had to wear a mask, we had to go in the house, we had to socially distance, we had to shelter in place. Um, one of the things that also happened is we were able, collectively, um, us as a people were able to wear what we wanted, not wear the makeup, not do the hair. How many people went, went natural uh, during COVID? Um, we weren't shopping, the stores were closed, or if you went, everything was like from Little House on the Prairie, so you didn't shop, right? <laughs> so um, we also were able to strip off all of the things without even knowing that we did, right? So you were on a Zoom call and you might've been on your pajamas on the bottom and something nice on the top um, or your camera all the way closed with the bonnet still on and just doing the things. And so we didn't go shopping. We didn't do, if we did, it was online, but not a whole lot of things happened. And we talked, we didn't, we never really talked about the work around that, right? So we all, we've had in, in previous BC before COVID, we had uh, conversations about um, all of the superficial things that we had on or take on or had become, but we never did any work around that. In COVID, you know, we were, God gave us an opportunity to release from that, right? So as we were coming back outside, going outside, um, the question that I was having with other people was, do I go shopping now? Do I do I go buy new stuff? Do I do? How do I prepare myself? Do I do I now continue to try to keep up with the Joneses when the Joneses ain't went shopping either? I, I don't. We don't even know where we are in this whole uh, uh, matrix of things. And so um, we also emotionally were stripped of things and and mentally and socially stripped of things. Um, so naked and not ashamed is almost like we were returning back to where. Um, and we get into this, Adam and Eve were naked, right? In Genesis, they were created and they were naked. And um, in Genesis uh, 2.25, it says, and they were naked and were not ashamed. It says they were naked and not ashamed. You get to the top of three and it says, and then the serpent, right? So then something came in, an external force came in, and they interacted with the enemy, and all these things happened, but then they realized that they had done something wrong, and they, shame came upon them, and God was looking for them, and he said, well, where are y'all? Well, well, we were naked, so we hid ourselves, and he said, well, how did you even know you were naked? How'd you even know you were naked? So then God knew they had done something wrong, and so we wanted to have a conversation with women about the things that make us shameful, right? And these places that we're in and how we're not able to be transparent and not able to be vulnerable and not able to just be our real true selves. But in some places we were, in some places we weren't and, and didn't know it, right? Or had not done the work to get there. So um, we created this space for women to come to and just take the hair off, take the makeup off, 
not be dressed, just do the, just be naked before God without all the pretenses and the form and the fashion and the, and all of the things that we're taught to do and just be before him. Um, and God showed out and met us there. Um, I say tricks us. Um, we think we're going to come and have a good time with our sisters and he's already there waiting on us when we get there. Like, I'm glad y'all are here. And now we trapped. <laughs> um, and so that's what the naked and unashamed was about. It's the, the women of Holy Chapel and all of our friends, our girlfriends that came to meet us. Um, just being able to be in a place with God where it didn't matter if God was going to expose my trouble or expose my hurt or expose, I was naked before him and everybody else was naked too. So we were fine. So we weren't naked. We were naked. Naked. We were naked. we were naked. <laughs> um, and and why that was so powerful is because we do put on all the things. We hide. We were having a conversation before we got on about hair and and yes. and, and, and and makeup and uh, okay. I had to be on camera, so I want to make sure I was yeah. uh, quaffed uh, in decency and in order. <laughs> yes. However, those are the things that yes. interfere. Oh, yeah. Sometimes with us not only having a relationship with God, but yeah. us having true and authentic relationships with ourselves. Yeah. I, I can't even look. I don't even know who I am because I who am I going to be today? You know, we, we joke about how much I changed my hair. Um, <laughs> like, well, OK, wait, well, OK, who I need to be today? Let me let me figure out what my hair is going to be. Yeah. But if I can't be authentic to myself and I can't have a relationship with God, I definitely can't have relationships yeah. with other folks because I'm so afraid. Listen. People are going to see who I really am and I'm going to yes. be exposed in that garden. Yes. Like, oh, God has seen me. Yes. Yes. Let me, let me, let me jump in right there. You reminded me of um, when the girls were in middle school. Mm. And so Lauren would have been in the sixth grade. Simone would have been in the eighth grade. And at this, at their school, girls were getting um, quick weaves and mm. sew-ins and doing the thing and all the hair. They were coming into that. Right. And they would come home and go, Oh, mommy, um, you know, asked me what I thought about it. And I said, what do you think about it? Well, I think it's too much. I, I think, I think we're too young, right? Like their personal, their personal um, preference was to not, right? They've never had perm on their hair their whole life. They've been natural their whole life. But the conversation I, that we shared as we talked and we talked and we talked about it, because it was peer pressure, it became a thing because I didn't look like these girls. And I didn't, And I said, but let me tell you, you can do so many different things with your hair when it's natural. I said, let me tell you my fear about that. I said, if you are 10 and 13 and you don't like what you look like and you get used to covering it all up, you won't love yourself who you are at the bare minimum, at the bare bones when you take the hair. If you grow up with covering it up, mm -hmm. yeah, you don't know who you are. You don't know, you can't be authentic even in your own space when you are in the mirror alone in your house. Because I'm not used to seeing myself without the hair. I'm not used to seeing myself mm -hmm. without the makeup and the lashes and the things. Um, and when I say unapologetic, Lauren's afro is like this big, you know, um, and she's unapologetic about her hair being out. And if it gets wet and it's nappy, she don't care. That's her hair. And she's proud of whatever she has. And so that is a, that is a hard thing to do because some society puts things on us. 
society will tell us, well, well, well your hair is kinky, baby. Is mm. let me press it, mm -hmm. press it out, and let me put a little baby perm on it to get it mm -hmm. straighter. You know, not in its natural state. So we we do this to our girls. We do this to ourselves. We do it. Well, you need a little foundation. You need a little so and so. You need a little. Put on a camisole. Put on a sweater to cover. Put put on some tights with that skirt. So we keep covering and covering mm -hmm. our kids, covering and covering. And then one one day we wake up and we're so covered. And that's not just physical. It's emotional, spiritual, and mental. Um, that we can't even find ourselves because we're mm -hmm. so covered up with stuff. Come on, preach. And the society has said, this, this is, now you are acceptable to me. Yes. But I don't even know who I am because I mm -hmm. can't even see myself. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> and I, it, and I, I love all of that as an example because of that's how early it starts. Oh, yeah. That's how early these messages start. We yes. talk about you know, the church is, is so supportive in our growth and our upbringing. And at the same time, it does, it reinforces these messages of covering up. Um, oh, you yes. know, the, you, uh, you're going to be on program when you're sitting up in that pulpit. Yes. You make sure that you don't cross your legs at the knee. You cross your legs at the yes. ankle. And then yes. we're going to put that white handkerchief over your <laughs> hemline yes. because we don't want you to be tempting anyone or anybody not to be able to be focused yes. uh, because they're deterred by what or distracted by what you're wearing. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have in us what builds up, honestly, a shame. Yes. Right. So you talked about Adam and Eve in the garden and they mm -hmm. hid because they were ashamed. We are teaching. Yes. Shame. Yes. We're not intentionally yes. teaching it. We yes. think we are protecting. Yes. We think we are uh, nurturing. We think we're we're making sure that you know how to abide by yes. the acceptable cultural norms yes. um, or the societal norms. But really. We are teaching shame. And so before we can even have this conversation about getting naked, we have to have this conversation about why we covered up. Covered up in the first place. How did I get all this stuff on me? How do you get to a place in your life and you go, well, how, how did I get here? And I don't even know who I am because I've been keeping up with the Joneses and the Waltons and the Walkers, right? And 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 the Jack and Jills <laughs> and, the, and the, right? So I've been keeping up with everybody and I've never actually gone to the store and bought something that caught my eye. It may not be trendy or it may not be the thing that everybody's wearing. So, um, but even in the church, um, there are rules that you have to follow. If you're in a class, um, you're taught, you know, you sit and you, and you the, like you say, you cross at the ankle and your hemline should be this far and make sure you're covered up to here and all of the things, right? It's even, um, and, and, it, and it's, it's right to be appropriate right? It's right to be appropriate, but we have to be careful how we teach. So you even tell women, girls, when they're, um, we're going to have Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and you wear this outfit all the time, but Uncle Joe and them coming over, mm -hmm. you need to cover that up. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mm -hmm. got to cover up for Uncle Joe because mm -hmm. Uncle Joe can't control himself mm -hmm. or I, you know, nope, we're not saying to Uncle Joe before he steps the door to say, I don't come in here with that mess today, Uncle Joe. Yeah. Or don't come. Don't come. Uncle Joe. Right, mm -hmm. right. The girls is in here and I don't want you to know what and they fine. They dress fine and, and you're going to get yourself together. Right? We don't correct Uncle Joe. Mm -hmm. We cover the girls. Right? Hide Absolutely. them in the back. Y'all go back Absolutely. there and stay. So, and then we teach. So, is something wrong with me? Mm -hmm. Right? 
as I'm growing into my body and I think it's beautiful, but I have to keep covering it up. And as I'm blossoming, then I have to say, oh, well, put on, well, no, it's not, no, cover. No, no. You know, your breasts are growing and cover it up. Right. You skirt and you find out, oh, I got a little big hind back here. Pull your shirt down. Right. So I'm teaching that, oh, it's, it's, it's not beautiful and blossoming. And, and we could go into a conversation where even um, as women, so I'll say this and whatever, um, <laughs> as women, there's the shame um, when you become a sexual being, yes. right? Am I proud of my body or not proud of mm-hmm. my body? Do I want the lights on or the lights off? Am I under the cover, outside of the cover? Mm-hmm. It's all of the things because I'm ashamed, am I ashamed of my body? I don't want anybody to see me. Yeah. Uh, when I pass by the mirror, I, I got to make sure I'm covered because I can't even see myself. Come on, preach. Right. So where is the freedom mm-hmm. in that? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was um, very mindful with the girls that um, I used to say, we used to say that they had a spirit of nakedness because they would just go from one room to the ne- another with nothing on. And I had to breathe and go, it's nobody here but him as their house that they want to mm-hmm. go from Lauren's room to mm-hmm. Simone's room. Up, right. Um, and as they grew, they put on your robe and I, they understand modesty, mm-hmm. but I didn't want them to be ashamed of their bodies. Yes. I didn't want them to be, a, to, when I saw them naked, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to say, oh my God, cover it up. I didn't want to have an adverse reaction to their nakedness when they had no, I didn't mm-hmm. want to put that on them when naturally right. God did not give that to them. They were right. free. They're mm-hmm. sisters. They go across. Let me borrow that shirt. Let me get the thing. And they look like what they look like. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had to be mindful to not put the shame on them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And when I was explaining the reason why you need a camisole was more mm-hmm. about the occasion of where we were and what was appropriate and the decorum rather than Uncle Joe and Deacon Willie and all that, right? It wasn't, mm-hmm. these men gonna see you. No, it was because we're going into this space and it's more appropriate to be just like this. And, and they understood that, right? Yeah. Um, and that's a hard thing to walk. It is, it is. And, and it's different for females yes, than absolutely. it is for males. Absolutely. And so it, it makes it feel more like a shame. Yes. You need to cover up. Yes. There's something wrong with you that you need to attend yes. to yes. conversation, particularly, you know, so two sisters and then they have a brother. Yes. And so there's different conversations with mm-hmm. him about yes. what to wear to church. Uh, you know, oh, we're yes. not often telling our males to cover up. No. We're, we're, we might tell them, you know, put a belt on. Yeah. Tuck um, your shirt in. Tuck your shirt in. <laughs> yes. uh, but, yes. but, you know, they have so much more freedom yes. in terms of just being allowed to be. Yes. than females do and so what ends up as we were we were talking on April in April about um is that then this starts being generalized to other aspects of me mm-hmm. so then I'm I'm covering up my voice yes and I'm covering up my purpose yes and if I make a mistake then I feel like everybody can see it yes um because I don't want my shame to be paraded because I've internalized that covering up is the way that you keep people from really knowing who you are. You said yes. something pretty profound earlier, which is I can't even look at myself in the mirror. I got to cover up yes. how many women are yes. unable to even look at themselves yes. naked yes. in the mirror because they're carrying all of this shame. Yes. 
Yes, because my body doesn't look like a Victoria's Secret model or my body doesn't look like what I've seen in the magazines or what has been deemed appropriate sized, right? And and then so when I see the body God gave me, I'm not, I'm, I don't love it. I'm not excited about it. It doesn't, I'm not proud of it. I, I look at it and say, well, I don't have a, the shoulders like so-and-so and the waist like so-and-so and the legs like so-and-so, but this is what God gave me. And so you cover it up because you don't love, you don't, you don't have the self-love. You don't have the, I, I, I'm whatever I am and I love it. Right. Um, we don't, we don't have that. Um, and often not talk that and encourage that. Um, even when we, we do this thing even on social media when we see a group of people and we shame them. We will take a picture of somebody and post it and just get in the comments and, and shame them. Tear them up. It's it's ridiculous. And so that person gets a glimpse of it. And then and then what they just thought, I wanted to get up and go to Walgreens and <laughs> you know what I mean? And get me something I needed. And now now it's the shoes, it's the pants, it's mm. the why didn't she have on a girdle? She didn't have on a bra. It's the, all of the things, yeah. mm -hmm. right? That we then carry, we walk around rather trying not to be ashamed, right? So the things that I'm doing, it's called uh, um, um, when you are people pleasing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Will they like my hair? Will they like my dress? Will they like my, will they like, is this appropriate? So I'm people pleasing, um, and then I don't know what I need. I don't know what I want, and I can't. I can't get there. Um, that's a hard place to be. That is a hard place to be because it makes you not want to show up, right? Because now mm -hmm. I'm comparing myself to other people, yes. as you talked about. So I don't sound like Reverend West when I speak, mm -hmm. or I don't um, look like mm -hmm. uh, Sister Susie when mm -hmm. I stand up. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I don't. And now I'm conscious about my butt. And I'm yes. conscious about my breasts, oh my uh, you know, and how, how many times were, were you had, you know, a conversation was had with you about how your butt can lift up your dress in the back yeah. or how yeah. um, your breasts are larger. So you got them. Don't don't wear those buttons that look like they're about to pop. Or, yeah. Right. And so now yeah. I can't even focus on my gifts. I right. can't focus no. on my purpose. Oh, no, I can't because I'm too busy, worried about. Okay, well, is this going to be acceptable? Which then turns into, am yes. I going to be exactly right acceptable? And yeah. so, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to talk myself out of. No, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. And even you just saying, even about our voice. So then it, it, it translates into other things where we don't do the things we're called to do, right? So it may be um, somebody asks you to be on program or ask you to do something at work, and you think I don't have the attire for that, or I don't like you said, I don't speak as well as someone. Well, I don't have the degree. There's no reason why I should even be in this space. I can't do that. And so we set ourselves aside and talk ourselves out of things that God may have called us to do, right? So um, uh, uh, Reverend Eskew Sunday was saying when we, we hear, I can do all things through Christ until the enemy tells us we can't. And we have to decide which voice that we're going to listen to. We have to say, either I can and I'm going to go on and do that thing. But our, our voice, the take we have on repeat in our head is the voices of other people that talk us out of the thing that we want to move forward to do. Absolutely. And I, and I, and I think a challenge for us is there are so many people that will agree with that negative voice. Oh, yes. Right. So you'll call um somebody and, and be looking for support or encouragement and guidance and all they're going to do is reinforce for you what you already well what you're gonna wear right i mean yes. that's often I the had, first question yes. a woman is asked what, what you gonna wear right and you're like i hadn't thought about that 
right? I'm thinking about the substance or I'm just excited that there's an opportunity. Yes. Because celebrate me that you got asked to do something. Absolutely. Celebrate that you asked to do. Absolutely. Oh, we don't worry about that. So th- that's also it, the, the, the non-celebratory. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it, the people that you are safe with sometimes put you back in a box as, yes. you, as you are walking out of the field and um, t- tearing off the things to go back to a space of, of nakedness and vulnerability, um, even emotionally, right? Mm-hmm. So if I call you and I'm in tears and I'm just sharing myself and you're like, girl, you need to get over that. Girl, you've been crying for three days. So I don't have a safe space, Yes. right? I can't be naked with mm-hmm. you because as soon as you see me, you pulling out a jacket and a shirt, like, girl, cover that up. I don't want to see that. I may not have the emotional capacity to, to accept that. But what happens is there's not a lot of safe spaces and friendships and relationships where we can share those things and be naked, right? And that's why, um, as we talk about Mental Health Awareness Month, get on Dr. Dem- Doctor on Demand, get on, get on your app, get, on, get a therapist that you can sit in there and take all that stuff off. And tell them everything you need to tell them and that you can't share with anybody else. You may not have a village. You may not have a sister circle. You may not have a sisterhood. You may not have family and friends in place that you can just share and pull that stuff out. Find someone that you can tell by the hour, (laughs) once a week or twice a week, Mm -hmm. once a month. I don't know, but you have to have a place where you can get naked so you can get back to who you are supposed to be. You have to strip the things away. Um, if you can't, I always say start here with the journaling, mm. right? Get naked in here and just mm. say, I hate when so-and-so. Put mm. those real raw feelings on a piece of paper and release them from your spirit and your soul and get naked with the paper. Get Go on and be vulnerable with yourself. Right, because God is there, and in those spaces, the same way that we have expectation for someone else to be able to to heal and walk us through it, He can walk us through it. And that's the thing, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We we we're so consumed at times with God seeing our imperfections. Yes, we don't realize that God is walking with us. Yes. Um, now yes. God is judging us because that's what other people have done in my life. They've judged me Yes. when they put that post up, yes. um, when I was out at Walgreens, um, just trying to grab, uh, me some, some cold medicine. Yes. Um, yes. and then you saw me cause I didn't have the bra on and I, I, I had on the leggings and my shirt didn't come all the way yeah. down. And I had on, on, on my Crocs, um, cause I was just running <laughs> yes. in there to try to get this medicine cause I was yes. sick yes. and in my sickness. Yes. When I was down, yes, you exposed me. Oh, and you listen. and you let everybody see me yes. when I was down. Yes, it's the it's the bringing the girl, the thirteen year old, before the church when she was pregnant, but not bringing the boyfriend. You you know that's <laughs> you, you know gonna, that is that is that is very personal for me. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, you you gonna do that? It's it's yes. it's, when, it's when 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 they brought. The woman caught an adultery mm-hmm. to Jesus and left yeah. the man back at the end. Wasn't she with somebody when you called her? So you're going to bring her in here and throw her in the dirt and go, Jesus, you need to judge her, right? And so we have been taught by experience yes. that 
sometimes um, there's not any grace for us. Yes. There's no place yes. to fail. There's no place yes. for me to not be perfect. You know, we, we, the, the, sometimes we're to live like Christ, mm. but that's unattainable without him. And Absolutely. it didn't say be him. Right. Right. There's principles he's put in place. Well, that's just loving people and having peace. I can't be perfect. And if I fail and who says it's a failure, who even right. judges that, that's mm -hmm. right. Um, then I'm ashamed or I'm afraid that you're going to see me um, and judge me, but there's no grace to say, girl, it's okay. Come on. Yeah, come on. Get back come up on. and let's try again. Get back up. Let, Can absolutely. I help you? Mm -hmm. Right? Um, and even in those spaces, we're not able to be vulnerable and naked and 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 free and just who we are as we're working it out. Um, sometimes we're not allowed to, um, if you put someone up to sing or put someone up to speak and, and they sing and their voice cracks the first couple well, she want to get up and sing again. Well, that might have been her first time in front of people. You give her four, five, six times, she yeah. might she may pull it together, right? Absolutely. Everybody starts somewhere. Absolutely. Right. But we're quick to go, oh no, thank you. Thank you very much. Right. And set people to aside and put shame on them. That lack of grace, like you oh said, God. you know, we want grace. Uh, you know, a, 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 a pastor, and this this stuck with me. Uh, said when we mess up yes um we all in our in our filth and our dirt yeah um and and we want grace we want forgiveness we want understanding we want the empathy but when someone else messes up we want to nail them to the cross yes mm -hmm. and we want everyone to see how they messed up and all of the ways that you showed up and you were inadequate and let me expose Listen. you Listen. um and then what does that do in terms of our ability to to be able to share with folks, I'm struggling. Listen, listen, it is a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. So and I, I often tell people, um, I, uh, this woman came up to me one time and she said, she, she spilled all the tea. She spilled all this woman's tea, all of the things she was going through. Mm. Did you know sister so-and-so was this and this and this and this and this was happening and this was happening and so forth and so on and just ran down the thing. And I was so my heart went out to sister so-and-so mm -hmm. and I, I turned to her and I said, Oh my God, when she got done, I said, I said, let's pray. And I grabbed her hands and mm -hmm. I promise you that lady went back like, Whoa, yeah, that's not what I came to do. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But if we remember that we can support our sisters, mm -hmm. our friends, our loved ones, um, rather than tearing them down and yes. taking their stuff yes. because if you if this is the thing about that if you are privy to that much information you are probably her intercessor you are probably the person that god you you god put allowed you to be close enough to her to know all of these things you are probably supposed to be going to the throne of grace with that business that business yes yes and not running yes. around and telling it yes that's for you to do something with but not share. Yes. Yes. And see how you can help get resources to yes. support. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, and the reality is we do have to know who's safe. And you mentioned that before. It may not be my girlfriends because they yes. may not really be my girlfriends. We talked yes. about jealousy Sunday. Yes. Um, and so sometimes why people are critical of us and why they're hanging us on the cross and, and why they're wanting to expose us is because they're dealing with their own shame. Yes. And so it takes some of the pressure off me. Um, I don't have to deal with my own stuff yes. when I get to throw stones at you 
Yes. When you you get to come up here, woman, and I don't have to deal with the man. When I'm not dealing with Uncle Joe because I'm too busy telling the girls, yes. uh, them shorts a little short, put some tights on under that. Instead of like Uncle Joe don't need to be over here with these girls because he doesn't know how to be appropriate, <laughs> right? And so we put the pressure on yes. a person, another person to yes. be responsible for someone else's behaviors. Yes. I cannot be responsible for the yes. areas in your life where yes. you are ashamed. Yes, absolutely right. But you're having me to carry your shame. You're putting that on to me and you're saying you're trying to protect me or you're saying you're looking out for me or you're saying I'm not ready yet. I need more preparation yeah. or you're saying, well, girl, you know what you didn't did in the past. You don't want nobody bringing that up. What if somebody yeah. tells why how they you do, used to they go get those skeletons and put them on front street? Look, <laughs> <laughs> they'll put them on the front pew. Do you hear me? What are we talking about it and naked and unashamed? Everybody is an ex something. <laughs> Whether you yeah. are, and I love it. You an ex hole, you an ex whatever, whatever it is. Ex alcoholic, an ex, um, you yes. know, critical, negative yes. person, an ex, yes. um, hateful person, yes. an ex. I told somebody's uh, man and I. And yes. I never went back and addressed that I was not right for my, but like everybody is an ex something. We've Absolutely all right. yes. got things that we did that were not loving. Yes. They were not kind. Right. They were coming from places of hurt. They were not coming from, from places of healthy. Yes. And we still have those things lingering on us. And so, yes. yeah, I'm going to knock your skeletons out the closet because I'm over here trying to protect mine. Hide mine. Yes. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come Absolutely on. right. Or I want you your dirt to be as e equal to mine. Mm. 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 Right. So I'm going to. Because I don't want to be in it by myself. I'm going to low down dirty shame in you too. So then we can be equal and I don't have to worry about it. In our misery together. Yeah. Right. So I can make sure you come back down and remember because, because I'm not doing my work. You're doing mm -hmm. your work and you're getting out. And I see you bringing your skeletons out and you're getting rid of them. And I'm mm -hmm. hiding behind, I've got mine hidden behind the door and mm -hmm. I'm not doing the work. Well, I, well, I'm calling everybody's attention. Do you see a skeleton? She got skeleton. Okay. Mm -hmm. They glow in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they dance to beat it in Michael Jackson and Thriller. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. if we, you know, we talk about, so uh, one of the, one of the, um, my favorite things about you, but also one of the things that I don't like about you <laughs> is um, what we call the push you off the cliff ministry. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so you, if you have a gift, I don't got a piece of a half of a second of a gift. Hide from me. Hide <laughs> from Reverend Amirless West because she is not going to allow you no. not to walk in your purpose. Um, she is you and you like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Already gone. You over with. Um, yeah. <laughs> Come on, evidence. Come on, evidence. Right. All of the ways. <laughs> tea time with Dr. Tarver. All of the different ways. That hey, people, nice lady catering. Hey, yes, nice lady catering. <laughs> Sans lemonade. Like every oh. everyone has a story of what happens when someone does invest mm -hmm. in them. When someone says to you, I don't care about your skeletons at all. I'm talking about I could, care, I could care less. <laughs> Bring them. Bring they the skeletons the that they have. And set up this booth. <laughs> right. We can we put them to these work. <laughs> <laughs> they need to be helping you walk in this purpose. They, you need all of the help and support you can get. So they come like in. You're stir them collard greens. Right. There. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but the difference between when someone will invest in you, will see you and your skeletons and love you unconditionally. Oh, yes. 
and and tell you maybe the skeletons of what helped you get the gift. Yes, yes. They polish the gift. They make it shine. They make it authentic, right? Oh my gosh. Do do you know what's, this one right here for sure. Yes. If she had decided to make these skeletons and hide. Yes. We wouldn't have this work. She wouldn't be able to flourish, right? But she took the things that people would say and go, girl, you know, so-and-so happened. Girl, you know, she wrote a book about the girl this happened. Girl, let me tell you what happened. Because I can you tell you that, better than you can ooh, about what happened the, to me. We got the details in the team. We're like, girl, no, you didn't. Oh, right? Squeezing yeah. the lemons, making the lemonade, all of yes. the hurt and the pain yes. and all the things yes. that you hide and don't talk about. Right. Then you realize you squeeze and make some lemonade, it becomes yes. a movement and everybody's got lemons. Yes, we all have them. All have lemons, them. limes, oranges. Look, grapefruit, yeah, pomegranates. I mean, <laughs> all of all of the things yes. that we have gathered over our lifetime that have yes. built up, that have created calluses, yes, yes, um, that have taken hair from around the edges. Uh, listen, <laughs> yeah. that that I'm have gray. You know, when your eyelashes start getting gray, <laughs> um, they have grayed your eyelashes, <laughs> right? Like all, but all of these things make us who we are yes they aren't things we need to be hiding from we don't need to hide from god in those things no we need to allow god to heal us in those things you can only yes. heal yes. if you face your pain yes if yes. you get naked yeah naked because in our weakness we're made strong absolutely in those things where we're hiding and and, and it, it, it is it is the thing that god uses to stand us up and prop yes. us up because you you can remember if I can overcome that I can overcome this if I can do this I can do that so it becomes even then a, a pep talk to yourself right if I was able to get rid of the skeletons and put them back there anyway I'm further along than I was before right Absolutely. so and, and my reminder to me is the skeletons Joe Bob yes. Mike who right all of them all everything all of them because, because you're not with them which yes. means you made a decision to move on and do something else absolutely right absolutely you, you were empowered to do something else they could be old jobs and old friends but absolutely. If back there you've you've been empowered to do something yes. else right mm -hmm. so that should not that should blow wind at your back mm -hmm. to keep going forward and sometimes we get trapped because it's the voice that tells you you can't do that you can't do but what if you do so and so and then somebody says so and so what if this and what all of the things that that the enemy or the tape that plays on repeat mm -hmm. <clears throat> that is um, what 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 mama them used to say and, and big mama used to say and child that little child ain't never gonna do nothing right there and, be nothing. and you hear it and yes you're you gonna be broke all your little life because every time i give you a dime you spill nine you spend nine cents i mean mm -hmm. it's a thing right and so you you when you're an adult it plays on repeat and every mm -hmm. time you step out to be faithful and step out to be successful it's playing but you have to write a new narrative you have yes. to put the word put those words down here and get rid of mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. and then move forward forward right and so but sometimes it takes somebody to say i don't care that part i don't care Let's that go. part I, I i could care i don't even i don't even i don't care <laughs> because 
the the good outweighs the bad. Yeah. Yeah. The gift outweighs what what we are called to do in the mm-hmm. earth and the people we are called to serve and to change. We are we are our sisters and brothers keepers. And if yes. we don't get to work, we'll lose them. Yes. If we don't use what God gave us, we, we were not serving this present age, right? So if I'm not like I can't even tell you. I think my Amber Love Woodboard. Mm. If she had not buckled down and made a decision, it doesn't matter what people say about me. I don't care. And she's in her PhD program. Mm. And she has not exposed uh, her writings. I've read some. They will take you down. Mm. And Mm -hmm. do you hear me? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Oh, Mm. her vibrant debate. Mm. Her brilliant mind. Mm. Right? The world needs that. Yeah. Right? But if she had gotten caught up in the things right Mm -hmm. that would hold her back she would not be pushing toward the greatness right and all of us have something that's like a fence that put okay you can only go this far okay all right Mm -hmm. you can only go this far Mm -hmm. oh you only got that much education you can only go Mm -hmm. in fact you need to step back a little bit right you're not qualified to do that yes you're not the right shade of brown Mm -hmm. come on (laughs) right you're not tall enough or short enough you're Mm -hmm. too tall or what about your all of the things Mm -hmm. we put right where did you grow up or are you um first generation Mm -hmm. going to Mm -hmm. college Mm -hmm. oh okay um is this your first home is this the oh the first home in your family oh Mm -hmm. oh, okay Mm -hmm. all of the things that are negative can be celebratory absolutely absolutely right and but at the end of the day none of it matters it doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't. So you, you do the thing that God called you to do. You step Absolutely. And you don't have to have the pedigree. And this is the thing about, about God. See, all of these things we put on God. Yes. <laughs> With our limited, narrow minds, <laughs> yes. we're putting all these things you have to, you yes. know, any, anybody that knows me knows I call out the Methodist church. I love my people. <laughs> Yes. But we are some of the most arrogant, snooty, <laughs> uh, ritualistic <laughs> folks yes. at times because yes. we, in some ways, you got a chance to have access to things yes. the more pedigree you had, right? So if yes. you you put that, that shawl on over your shoulders, yes. you... That hemline comes before your knee. Mm-hmm. Your your hair is 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 coiffed. It's not blue, yes. um, right? And so because those things that gave us access, yes. And then once we got access, mm-hmm. our job was to bring the other folks with us, not to try to make them beat us. Was hey, I got through the. I sacrificed. Yes, I made the sacrifice to do. Yes. The things that would allow me to get through with yes. my light skin and my curly hair or whatever yes. it was yes. um, that allowed or my degree mm-hmm. I, that got me in. But instead of now saying to you, the door is open, you don't have to do any of that. You get to show up and be who yes. you are. You are loved yes. Um, yes. because of who you are, uh, not because of what you have or yes. what you've earned. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of doing that, what we said is I'm going to raise the bar even higher. Yes. Yes, because you know why? Watch this. Come on. Because you're not going to shame me. Because now the shame's not me creating. My shame anymore. Yeah. It's you cutting up and shaming Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. That was shame on you, but your shame on you was shame on me. So now I'm connected and you're not going to shame me. So no, you can't come in. 
right? Oh, you spoke that word. Because I'm concerned, because I'm concerned, I have come into a place where I know how to operate, where there is no shame. I can avoid the shame. I can hide. I can hide the shame. How are you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I code switch. Absolutely. Won't we do it? Won't we do it? Enunciate all of the endings of those words. Right. But then there's no, there's no access. And there's right? no authenticity. There's not, you're not being yes. true to who you are. You yes. have put an yes. image together because yes. someone told you that that image was acceptable. So you still yes. operating in your shame, but yes. now you have, yes. as you said, transferred that shame yes. onto other people. Like I, yes. I need you to keep my secret now. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Saying something that's funny. So, um, and I don't know who all is out in in, in internet world, but um, they used to say to me, um, we, "You have women's conferences, right?" Mm-hmm. So I'm at work, and then so uh, women from work would come, be invited, and they'd come to the conference. And we get back to work, mm-hmm. and I'd hear them say, "You know what? Amaryllis was the same person, crazy. This this person." Fun at church <laughs> that she's at work. I thought we were going to get the first lady act and, sh- you know, dog and pony show. They, I said, I don't have the energy. I can't keep up. I could not possibly shift gears, right? If I am presenting my authentic self at the grocery store, mm-hmm. at work, right? At church. It, mm-hmm. It's who I am. It's right? the same. It's the same. And so we also have to be careful that when you shift in and out of the personas, right, that they are rooted in the shame. I'm ashamed of that person. Mm-hmm. That I'm part of me. That part mm-hmm. of me. I'm mm-hmm. ashamed. And so some people don't think they have shame because they've hidden that part of themselves, mm-hmm. right? But they've hidden it because they were ashamed of that part of themselves, right? They were ashamed of maybe their upbringing. If you mm-hmm. ask them too many questions, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll get to it, right? And they want you to stay here because it's safe for them. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. And so you have, you, and this is why exposure is so important, whether you're doing it in your journal or with a therapist, like mm-hmm. you're actually working through these things yes. because that shame inside you and often it's a little kid, might be, yes. you know, at, at a certain age, you can recall yes. and you got stuck in that yes. place. That's when your shame became so strong. Yeah. Um, that shame of I only had a couple of pairs of pants to wear uh, growing up because we're, we're, we're struggling financially. So mm-hmm. you had a few and you, you'd rotate those few pair of pants and you yes. rotate those couple of shirts um, and your glasses that were bigger than your head uh, yes. and, and your little afro. Uh, because as you said, I didn't have that perm. I didn't have, so it's natural, but nobody else was. And so it made me feel very right. So as an adult, in order for me to hide that little girl who had that little Afro and those big old glasses, um, (laughs) and that, and that button fly orange, rust orange (laughs) shirt. (laughs) Um, and, and, you know, I always say, I'm going to bring that picture and show it to people because they'll be like, who is that little boy? Because that's what I thought I looked like. I thought Mm -hmm. I looked like a little boy. Um, and that's what people would say to me. They'd be like, oh, what a cute little boy. Uh, right. And so that's when you got all of this because I never wanted anyone 
to see me feel the way that I felt. Yes. Yeah. In that moment, right? Yes. So yeah, so we are we're hiding and we're covering, but we don't know. I didn't know for a long time that was my shame. Yes, yes, and yes, yes, and yes. I we were on a call and we were on a call and it was a um a fashion do-over kind of call or what a cleaning out your closet kind of conversation. Mm. <clears throat> One of the ladies unmuted and she was saying in her closet, her of course, in her house, her clothes are in several closets and all the things, and she was having, you know, talking about doing the clean out. Um, but what she said was she grew up, she went to a private school her whole life, mm. the same private school, and the uniform was a blue pair of pants and a white shirt. She wore a blue pair of pants and a white shirt every day of her life, except mm. for Saturdays and Sundays, from the age she was five to she was 18, right? Mm. On the weekends, when she got older and wanted to go to the movies with her friends, because her mom said, well, girl, you wear uniform all the time. She only had two alternative outfits. Mm. So if you saw her at a football game or the skating rink or anywhere else, it was one of the one two, of those every, two outfits every weekend, mm -hmm. right? And so what <clears throat> she was battling with, and this is this is your wheelhouse when you talk about root issues, was she was um, uh, 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 overspending. She was, um, she never wore the same thing twice. She never wore the same thing twice. So she always shopped. She mm -hmm. always, right? So she had all these clothes because she never wanted to be seen in what? The same thing. Same wanted. things. But she didn't, she thought she was just a shopaholic or she liked nice things and she, mm -hmm. thought, you know, retail therapy and she was mm -hmm. enjoying it until she started thinking about why, why, why am I like this? And she realized I don't ever want anybody to see me in the same thing mm -hmm. twice. Yeah. And that's, that's the emotional work. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. It's not the, the covering. The shame is now in being seen in the same. And that was her shame. Um, and she didn't know it was there. That little girl was in there hiding mm -hmm. in the blue pants and the white shirt going, girl, go buy something else. Don't wear that. Yeah. You yeah. wore that two you, years they, ago. They done saw that already. And, <laughs> and you took a picture in it. <laughs> right. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that is a part of this whole push you off the cliff ministry is pushing you off the cliff yes. in this ministry. And so naked and unashamed moving forward and how women can get involved in this ministry of women supporting women yes. in our spiritual wellness and our mental wellness and our social wellness and our intellectual wellness. So talk about how people can get connected with this mm -hmm. next phase of your purpose and your gift. Okay. Um, well, Rafa Creative, Rafa Creative Group is um, the thing God gave to me to do just these things, um, curate conversations and get people together and collectively and collaborate and just make the world a better place, right? And for healing, Rafa, um, Jehovah Rafa is our healer, right? In all of these spaces, there, there should be healing. Um, and one of the things that we've talked about is um, was so powerful about um, the event we had April 1st was um, just to be the ability to sit down in a space with other um, sisters and do our work. And so in that space, though, you were on to teach and you took us down 
I don't know, you're trying to give us this whole book in like 35 minutes. And we were taking notes and you would ask us a question that I needed two days to process. And I'm taking notes and you're... And then you get hit in the neck and hit in the chest, and, right? And I, I was sitting there thinking, well, this needs to be a workbook. I need to do, I want to do this work. I want to walk down these things and continue to strip off all of the stuff. I want to, I want to get, I want to find that girl. And, and like um, pa uh, Pastor uh, William said, and tell her to come out from under the table, Right. Um, and so in, in the space, so we talked about it, we, we are creating um, a Facebook group, um, Naked and Unashamed. Um, so it can be a private space, a safe space, so that we can share. Um, so Dr. Tarver can drop a page and we print it off and do our work and come back and go, oh, Lord, have mercy. I only got the question number two. What about y'all, right? Um, and share and, and, and support and those kinds of things in those spaces because we've, COVID taught us a lot um, about how we needed each other. We socially distanced. We as a, a nature, the way God created us, we need people, right? We can be introverted or extroverted and like people or don't like people, but we still need people, right? That's the way God created us. And us being separated um, um, was good in some ways and then detrimental in others. And then this is, this is a way we also learned that we can still stay connected using the tools that God gave us. So this group is a space where we'll get in there and there'll be tools for us. There'll be conversations for us. There'll be private conversations in that group only, right? We'll go live in that group and only in that group. Um, and that's where we'll share and be, and be in a safe place. So we're inviting um, all women to get in and invite your girlfriends. And, and let me tell you something. I, I will be pray about who you invite right? Um, because if you want to be vulnerable and transparent, you want to be in a space, you don't, you don't get the, the, the chairperson of the street committee, right? <laughs> to come into the space so they can get all the tea and go back out, right? So it'll be moderated well. Um, we won't have shenanigans. We'll be praying over it and we'll be doing our work, right? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and, and I'm so glad you said the part about being prayer about who you invite, right? Mm -hmm. So we just laid out a foundation for what happens when you have people in your life who are jealous or critical yeah. or so wounded that they're bleeding all over everyone else. And so yeah. you can't get healed because you're too busy trying to keep wiping off, off this blood yeah. that's from somebody else's wound. So yeah. what we don't want to do is we don't mm -hmm. want to create a space that's going to further traumatize you. Yes. We want to create a space that's going to allow you to grow in your healing and yes. where you can feel safe yes. and you can be vulnerable. Yes. And so we know that you all uh, love um, people and in the loving of them sometimes have difficulty being able to really be honest with yourself about who they are. Yes. Uh, so we're asking that you have that sincere conversation with God about, is this a person Mm -hmm. who really is going to be able to be in this space and be healthy. Yeah. And if the answer is no, and you all know, we have discernment, you know, your first inclination is mm. <laughs> So when you have that, mm, hold yeah. off on, on inviting sis yes. uh, in there. And we will do our best to try to talk about some of those guidelines as well yeah. um, and help people to recognize that they may not be a good fit. Uh, but we're all good stewards of our own health and wellness, right? Yes. So we mm -hmm. want to make sure that we're taking the best care of us that we can. Yes.
yeah, yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, so the goal is for us this, these conversations to continue, um, and it won't all be this this same conversation. So it'll evolve and grow into other things. But it's a place of healing and it's a place um, that's safe um, for us to just come together. So I'm excited about it. Um, we will put on Dr. Tarvis' page and in the comments of this live the link to it. Um, we will be, like I said, I'll be moderating, you know, click, click, click away, invite, invite, invite away. But, you know, we also will do our due diligence to make sure it's safe. Absolutely. And, and uh, I will remove people. I don't mind firing folk um, because the reality is uh, it was, I got tickled one time. Um, the story was shared with me that someone preached and um, they didn't do the best job. And, and part of it was because they really weren't healthy mm. uh and so uh the person whose church they preached at uh um told them um you know god is not pleased and neither am i um but i don't want you to hear it in the street i want you to hear it directly from yes. me right yes. so yes. sometimes we just need to hear it yes. um maybe not on blast in that way Hello. but sometimes <laughs> we do need to hear it from people yes. who are healthy yeah. Hey, sis, you're not in a healthy space. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. And so it may be that you can come to this group at a later point. Right. When even I am even healthier to be able to then assist you once you are in the group. But right Absolutely. now, I can't bring you with me when I'm trying to get my work done. And then, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, but it's not it's not for you to eat also hoard too and say I'm in this exclusive group. Right. Either. Right. Because right, we will do that. Be like, yeah. no, girl, you can't come. It's my group. <laughs> it's a VIP section. It's VIP. Right. Right. Yeah, no, right. we're not doing that either. But just being mindful. Right. We got the good communion wine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we do. We want to be mindful. We want people to be health, health, healthy. Um, and uh, uh, Sister Doja just said, "Hey, sis, you okay? That's right. So we got to check hey, on sis, our. Hey, sis, you okay? We hey, got to check on here. our on our yeah. on our sisters. So yeah. information will be forthcoming. This yeah. is uh, Reverend West' purpose, part of her purpose, yeah. um, in her healing journey, and um, I'm very proud to be able to be on that journey with her because uh, we've realized that our 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 purposes are intertwined. Yes. Um, and so we're going to support each other in the push you off the cliff ministry. I uh, think, think I pushed you and you reached back and grabbed my foot. I did. I was like, see, I went, that ain't how that's supposed to work. That's exactly how that's supposed to work. Cause I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going by myself. We're going to walk in purposes. We're going to go together. Um, well, our paths people, may go in different. People, yeah. Some yeah. of those people out there in the chat were like grabbing the other leg and push. Yeah. See, yeah, I got yeah. together. Mm -hmm. I appreciate now, it. Come on. We coming together. So you go, <laughs> God is going to get you and we're going to, but we're going to both land and we're going to land <laughs> where we need to be. Yeah. So yeah. thank you, Reverend West, for showing up, for being here, for, for pouring into people. Yeah. Um, and thank we, you for being faithful, faithful. Like you yeah. see a lot of people during the day um, and then you will keep your headset on to go live, to share with us. Um, and it is important work. And I, I appreciate it. We appreciate it. We, we go back and listen to it. And you are giving us gems. You are giving us great guests. You, it is amazing. And I want to say thank you from all of us that are enjoying it. We are still talking about it. Michelle and I were talking about it today. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. Keep going. It's thank you. Thank you so much. Because it is that that actually got me 
got me here. So thank you so much for that. So you all can catch lives of Tea Time with Dr. Tarver on my Facebook page, my Instagram page, YouTube, and all your favorite listening platforms. This will be, not be the last time you see us. Yes. So you be well. Everybody have a good night. And thank you, Reverend West, again. You're welcome. Good night. Okay. Good night.